0: This is the Tribune Audio Network.
1: This episode of Eat It Virginia is brought to you by your locally owned and operated McDonald's restaurants. National First Responders Day is October 28th. Show your first responder ID for a free sandwich.
2: food has always been kind of the, the hallmark of the baseball experience. Uh, I remember smelling the fried onions on the flat top grill when you first get to the ballpark. Uh, the smell of burger cooking and all that type of stuff. It just uh, kind of feeds your interest.
0: It's Monday, August 26th. We're tasting cheese and wine. Josh Barbin and Scott Wise learned that I know nothing about baseball and Baja Bean is closing. Welcome to Eat It Virginia. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia. My name is Scott Wise. I'm at the ballpark today with my good friend and co host, Roby Martin. We are, we
0: actually got lucky because we're not out there in the heat.
1: It's a beautiful day for a ball game. Let's play two, Roby.
0: It is, I've got, I know nothing about baseball, Scott. Like nothing. Like I know that there's a ball and a bat.
1: We learned a lot of things about baseball today, specifically the food served here at the Diamond.
0: The coolest thing is, did you have any idea that there was an executive chef of the baseball park? Josh
1: Barbin. I had no idea there was an executive chef at the Diamond, but the the amount of thought that he, I mean, it's obvious that executive chefs put in a lot of thought to their menu, but as a baseball fan, I never really thought about the amount of thought that goes into the baseball menu.
0: Gosh, so much. I mean, 6,200 seats, he told us, that he has to assume that, I mean, over half of them are going to eat and drink. That's crazy.
1: So we'll get to his interview here in a moment, but first, do you want to talk about, what are we talking about first?
0: So the hot list is out, Scott.
1: I love the hot list. It's one of my most favorite things to read on WTVR.com every month.
0: Do you enjoy editing it as well? Editing is fun. <laughs> Reading
1: it is more fun, but you know, it's all good. So
0: we got like like almost very much. I don't want to get your head too
1: big, by the way, but that's a, one of our most read stories. Whenever you send it to me and we publish it on our website, that's one of our most read stories of the, the month. So
0: I love that because I like that people are interested in local restaurants. It's very important for me to pe- for people to go and support local There's never a chain on it, just so you know. No, never, well, I'm ever, ever. At me. Because I want I'm you to do it.
1: You're not a chain.
0: So we got coffee and waffles this time,
1: plus a couple of other restaurants worth checking out. This couple
0: month. stayed on there from last month, so those will be no surprises. And a couple entered the hot list. It's pretty
1: cool. So to find the hot list, you go to wtvr.com on your uh, phone, on your computer, and you can search hot list. And not only will you see this month's hot list, but Previous hot hot lists lists yeah and so whenever people ask me where should we go to eat where should we go to eat I always refer, refer them to your hot list articles because it's chock full of good info
0: has all the good stuff so Fireflower Fork is coming up it's a lot of Fs I know it is it's it, feasting too with it's ha- food
1: it's Halloween weekend it starts Halloween weekend it right It does
0: yeah I mean I think that's genius remind
1: me again what Fireflower Fork is
0: it is a four day
1: festival. And another F.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's its fifth year. It, it's
1: safe to say that it's Richmond's premier food festival.
0: Oh my gosh, we got some cool things happening. I actually can't even tell you how awesome it's going to be. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris's husband is going to be here. He's a incredible chef, David Bertka. Nice. Um, that's that's for the drag brunch. That's Doogie Hauser, by the way. It Neil is, Patrick Harris. It is. Um, we is, ha- is he
1: coming? Do we think?
0: Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, I doubt Get we'll know it. until he gets here. Right. Which is, we have uh, Jeff Gordonier of Esquire. Um, we have uh, two people from Garden and Gun, all doing moderation at Food you which is on Sunday. I'll be around, and you know that. You're clearly not coming to see them. You're coming to see me, right? Oh,
1: my God. I shouldn't shouldn't have got your head that big. (laughs)
0: No
1: no one reads your articles. (laughs) No one. No one reads your articles.
0: No one's coming to see me, Scott, but I will be around. I'm doing some tours. I'm going to moderate some panels. Um, Scott's going to be around. He doesn't know it yet, but we might do a couple podcasts. Um, little snippets for you guys to hear who's here and what's happening.
1: So to get tickets, fireflowerfork.com.
0: Yep, or hit and it's our all
1: individual, like a bunch of, it's a bunch of individual events, food events. So you have yep. to get individual, it's not like one ticket. Kid-friendly events with
0: pie. Um, you could take your children and see the inside of Shagbark's kitchen and then eat if you want. There's all sorts of cool stuff. So yeah, we actually have a little bit of a guide over on wtvr.com with one, we talked to one of the creators and she gave us some insights Insight on how maybe t- if the tickets are not so daunting.
1: It's been an interesting two weeks for me, food wise. Okay. Uh, I haven't been doing carbs.
0: You're off the carbs. I'm a
1: little on edge and antsy. I got back from vacation. We talked about that last podcast. Kind of overate a little bit. I have a really bad relationship with food in my body. So one of those he things He has a
0: bad relationship with food in his body.
1: So one of those things I try to do every once in a while is. Stop eating the carbs. Stop eating carbs and try to get back on track a little bit, which means I've been eating no bread, obviously, and lots and lots of cheese.
0: You've been eating a lot of cheese.
1: I've been eating, which I, which I do all year long, but it just like runs to the forefront. When I cut out carbs.
0: Uh, Well, I got to tell you, you're going to be super excited about what's happening
1: here in a second. What's happening? You look excited. What's happening?
0: I'm pretty excited. So the three winners of the American Cheese Society over the next three podcasts, we are going to pair those cheeses with wines. You can get those cheeses in Richmond, and obviously you can get the wines with Booth. So Booth, I got to tell you. You really do us a solid here over on the old Eat It, Virginia. We come to you for so much knowledge and you lay it all down for us. So I brought you things today.
1: What did you bring? It's Christmas in August.
0: It is. It's Christmas in August and <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, This I think this is going to be right up your alley. Uh,
3: I, I like what I'm seeing so far. i started unwrapping things.
0: So I went to the American Cheese Society thing. Yep. Which is like a big festival they have everywhere. It's in Portland next year. <coughs> And they were nice enough to let us have the three best in shows.
3: Top three cheeses.
0: Top three cheeses. So over the next three podcasts, we are going to taste each of the cheeses. And I am going to ask you, and I know this is not a science, what you might pair with a cheese similar to it or its exact cheese.
3: Perfect. Yeah. Can't wait.
0: Are you? Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm like really... <laughs> so this, new, this little brie guy we got here, it's called the Professor's Brie. Okay. So it's named after a guy that is a cheesemaker now, but he once was a professor at Cornell.
3: Cornell, It's okay. made...
0: Interestingly enough, the two top cheeses were made by the same creamery, Old Chatham, which is bizarre, Right. Anyway, this guy must be an amazing cheese maker. Not the professor, that, but the person that makes the cheese. And this is a professor's brie.
3: Okay, cool. Brie. brie. So kind of rich and creamy. Yeah, you told me you were bringing a brie, so I, I didn't know the specific one. But um, um, all brie is, is creamy, kind of milky, um, and it has a kind of a bloomy rind that um, can be a little bit mushroomy, too. So kind of mild flavors, but uh, rich and fatty. So, so I brought a sparkling wine to go with that. Um,
0: Ooh, I bet you that's gonna be lovely. So, just to give everybody an idea, this is like the color of butter. Wouldn't you say this cheese was? Yeah, for sure. And Looks like butter. Yeah. Scott just took a bite of it because he's before us. What does it was, taste was like? That a steak? No, I want so you to do it.
1: Tastes like butter. No, br- brie's, brie's one of my favorite cheeses. <laughs> I love, I love, I love a good brie. A good
3: brie, yeah. Cheap brie is kind of a waste of time. So tell
1: me why you chose this wine for this cheese.
3: So with that really creamy richness of uh, cheese that kind of coats your tongue, it's like, it's like, like butter sort of, it like melts all over your, your palate. Um, you need something to kind of clean your palate. So you need acidity or, and, or I should say, uh, bubbles. And we, we like to say in the wine business, it's like scrubbing bubbles. So those bubbles just kind of wash that fat off your, off your palate. Um, yeah, so it's a refreshing kind of cleansing uh, pairing rather than a matching pairing, if you know what I mean.
0: So what are we drinking? It's a really pretty pink.
3: Yeah, so I brought a Virginia sparkling wine um, because this cheese uh, is from the States. And also we had the big the cheese event here, so uh, I figured I'd feature a Virginia wine. Um, any sparkling wine would be really good with, with a cheese like this. But, uh, but this is wonderful. This is from uh, Veritas um winery and this is their mousseau so it's a uh it's a rosé that's made uh in the champagne method uh here in virginia awesome
0: and we so cool things about the cheese and the wine is you can get them here in richmond yeah so this guy comes from wegmans you can buy him at wegmans right now booth no booth <laughs> booth you have to come to Barrel Thief. for.
3: Gotcha. only on <laughs> cheese yeah
0: So this cheese you can buy and then we can buy this wine here at Barrel Thief, right? Yes, we
3: usually have this in stock. Um, this is my last bottle unfortunately, but I'll be getting Uh more in soon. So by the time this comes out
1: bottle for us. (laughs) I was just telling Booth how busy it is tonight here. I really (laughs) love it. It's a
3: bumping crowd. Yeah, it's good night.
0: I enjoy um, recording on site as we were talking about in the last podcast. We go a little tipsy here, Booth.
3: Oh, the last time?
0: Yes, every time yeah. we record here, we get a <laughs> little dizzy. I see you, I
3: think? It's, it's not just here. <laughs> it's right. everywhere. are right. always is, bringing me the follows. alcohol. Wait, is, the alcohol Wait, is that why you guys like me? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no, yeah. no, no. Yes, no. yes,
0: yes, <laughs> no.
2: no, <laughs>
0: Maybe. Yes, Maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Isn't that why you Whichever like us? Whichever answer is
2: fine. I thought though. it was a
3: smile. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a nice smile.
0: He does have a nice smile. So Sweet. Anything else we should know about pairing cheese with wine?
3: Body with body generally works out. Um... So, like, young goat cheeses, really fresh, kind of like a Chev, um, would go with a lighter-bodied, kind of zippy wine. So, that's like a like-with-like like pairing, you know, Sauvignon Blanc and, and goat cheese.
1: What happens when someone presents a poor pairing of wine and cheese? Does the cheese get ruined? Does the wine get ruined? Does the night get ruined? What happens there?
3: <laughs> yes, all of the above. The night gets ruined. It's a disaster. Ruined. Yeah. You... It's it true, ends in divorce of most of the time.
0: Wine. Ruined night, I'm just Got wondering. Over. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody goes home.
1: Yeah, I know these things. First yep.
3: dates never stuff. get to the second.
0: No, no, actually, they don't even make it past the first yeah, hour. They erase
3: their number. It's mm-hmm. um. Well, Swipe what happens? Swipe left. Swipe. <laughs> um, a whole like a whole host of things could happen. Um, yeah, the wine can be ruined, not ruined, but the wine might not show as well as it could. Same with the cheese um and that's with all foods it's not just cheese you know if you have a cabernet sauvignon with a you know a shrimp it's not really gonna benefit either one of those things and you and you might leave that dinner saying oh i don't like shrimp if you've never had it before or i don't like cabernet um so thinking it's about that fair. stuff helps. It's, it's, it's not fair, to, fair shrimp, to either one it's not fair
1: to the cabernet it's not fair to the love one in your life yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: none of this.
3: you'll die alone
0: So just to give you the background, this is a combination of sheep and cow milk made by Old Chatham Creamery, and you can get it here in Richmond. Also, the wine is Veritas, and you can get here at Barrel Thief. If you can hear the noise in the background, that's because we record on location at Barrel Thief, which is a boutique wine shop in the near West End. The address booth is?
3: 5805 Patterson Avenue.
0: Address is 5805 Patterson Avenue. You can ask for the owner, Booth Hardy, who sits with us every podcast as our podcast sommelier. Want more food in your ear? Subscribe to the podcast or find us on Twitter at EatItVirginia, Virginia, Instagram at Eat it Virginia, or Facebook at Eat it Virginia.
1: And now, back to the show.
0: Scott, so I'm actually at the ballpark today, and you are too. And uh, what is right happening? Next to you. Yeah, you I know. It? What is this?
1: Take me out to the ball game.
0: Like, like we are at the ball game. I can see all the players. That little guy in that red shirt over there. He's gonna have a really nice batting I think score. He's still a little. Is that a thing?
1: Yeah, sure. Oh, That's tonight, perfect. So, Did you say batting score? I don't know what
0: it is. What is it? Batting? What it, Josh? Batting. Josh, batting average. batting average, do you get a batting average on your actual, like in a game or like in all your games together? Oh my
1: God, Josh. A little bit of both. You have what
0: a, what a batting average for the
2: right game now, itself Josh. and then the, uh, the season, season overall batting average as well. See, I've got no He's
1: idea. He's a food expert and a sports expert. Yes,
0: which I am not a, a sports expert. A true renaissance
1: expert. man, this guy.
0: So Josh Barbin, executive chef of the Richmond Flying Squirrels.
1: Did you even know that they had an executive chef? It was funny. I, when I was coming to the Diamond today from work, I told people who who were interviewing and they were like, like they all did a double take, like, What? What? They have a chef at the Diamond? Like, I thought it was just hot dogs and hamburgers.
0: It is hot dogs and hamburgers, but like all sorts of other cool things. So, I can't wait to learn. We're gonna, I want you to walk me through how you got here, Josh.
2: Definitely. I mean, uh, my food career started a long time ago. I've been in the restaurant business and the food industry for about 10, 10 years at this point. Uh, started off in the corporate background, running restaurants, managing uh, Applebee's, Panera, those types of restaurants, corporate background, bar manager, inventory manager, and then uh, always had a passion for sports, always wanted to do marketing. I actually got a marketing degree in school. I didn't actually get a, a culinary degree, so kind of came the, the different path, different route than most people do. And then uh, from there, you know, happened to be an opportunity to open up here at the Squirrels in their catering department. Uh, they needed a head chef over here and uh, was able to kind of marry the what I've been doing in the restaurant industry, the cooking that I've been doing in the marketing and business at that point and was able to move over here and kind of marry both uh, together.
0: So I, I really, really can't wrap my head around the like, sheer amount of food that you have to put out in a season. Like, How many games is that?
2: So we have 70 home games here on the year, as well as the 25 VCU games that we do. So it's close to over 100, 100 games that we see on a season.
0: But that's in the span of how much time?
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's the craziest part. It's in about five month, month five month span. At that point, you know, we're doing 100 games in about five months. So it's a it's a pretty short turnaround.
0: So if we were to break this down into restaurant covers, which would be like the like two people sitting like a two top, how many people per night? Well, I mean, you guys have a bunch of sellouts. How many people fit in the stadium?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, uh, so we average 6,200 fans on the season. Uh, so you're looking at basically two tops. Uh, was that? That's a busy restaurant. Yeah,
0: no, that's 3,100 Yeah, 3,100 covers. Seasons. Like, I mean, 6,200 covers, 3,100 two tops. What?
1: It's the biggest restaurant in Richmond, maybe. It's
0: like, the exactly. That's what you would assume that this would be. So, and then let's talk about the breadth of your menu because you have to appeal to. 6,200 different people in at night. So how do you get to that?
2: Definitely. I mean, not only do we feed uh, 6,200 fans on a game, you know, we go from business clientele like the suites to the ballpark fan, the gener- generic ballpark fan. So we cover a lot of different aspects of the food industry and food overall. You know, we've got uh, something for everybody. You want to cover all walks of life with gluten-free, taking uh, Prevalence Now, also uh, vegan, vegetarian options, Uh a lot of different there's the keto diets and stuff like that there's a lot of things a lot of people to focus on so we try to tailor make our menu to make sure that we cover all those bases and all those uh, demographics at one time
0: you're doing keto gluten-free and vegan and vegetarian like spa here. Here at the Diamond. I was gonna say it's a baseball spa yeah, is there nice. massages by nutsy
2: oh uh, we can see what we could do for you guys later <laughs> if you want
0: Tell me about the. I mean, really, so I'm in a suite right now because you've, you're treating us very well. Um, what would Our you song, serve? More
2: coffee, please. In,
0: Scott's over here yeah. just ordering food. Um, what would you serve in a suite? Like steak?
2: No, so, I mean, we definitely, uh, I'd say our suites are kind of tailor-made to larger packages, the group sizes at that point. So we've got some different barbecue packages. We've got a tailgate package that we do with pizzas, um, wings, things like that. Uh, I've got uh, some specialty items that we do. We do uh, Mexican street corn. We're actually featuring our Copa La Diversion program tonight. So it's our uh, Hispanic Heritage night that we have at the Diamond on Fridays. Plus the hat and the shirt. Exactly, exactly. This is our uh, our DS Voladoras, which is flying squirrels in Spanish. So that's what we're representing tonight. Chosen to do that every Friday night. So we've got the Mexican street corn that we feature, do tacos. We've got a quesadilla burger, kind of tailor-made our packages to all the different uh, marketing opportunities that we have here at the stadium. Are you a baseball fan? I am a baseball fan. I've uh, grown up you a know, baseball fan for the first 33 years of my life. Uh,
1: so what kind of memories do you have as a child growing up, going to the ballpark? Are you from Richmond or did you come here from somewhere? I'm not
2: from Richmond. I'm from Virginia, but from the eastern shore of Virginia. Okay. So the little peninsula everybody forgets about that hangs off of sure. Maryland on the other side of the bay. Were you, yeah. were you going to games in Norfolk or? So the tides are where I grew up going to the tides games, also into the shorebirds games and stuff like that. Uh, baseball has always been prevalent, but food has always been kind of the, the hallmark of the baseball experience. Uh, I remember smelling the fried onions on the flat top grill when you first get to the ballpark, uh, the smell of burger cooking any of that type of stuff. It's just uh, kind of feeds your interest. I'm
0: so curious about the inner working. Keep going, Scott, but yeah. I have so many me
2: questions. Too,
1: me too, for sure. Um, so every spring, you know, the, the players go to spring training they get ready for the season. What is your spring like in terms of menu planning and getting things ready to go for uh for the flying squirrels and their fans
2: definitely uh spring training for me is basically using vcu to gear up for the season that's where i test a lot of menu items at the vcu home games we'll have uh some different items that we're going to feature at the squirrels games thinking about doing um you know we pretty much it's a very quick turnaround we close everything down for the winter time as soon as february hits we're uh starting to unwinterize everything, get everything fired up, cleaned up, ready to go, Um, preparing for the season, menu planning, pricing everything out, all that type of stuff. So a lot of inner workings.
0: How do you know when something's a hit? Do the VCU fans tell you? Do you take a poll? Do you see it sell out?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at statistics overall. You know, we've moved into a new POS system this year and gotten one POS system here. Point of
0: sale (laughs) for maybe people that don't know. I didn't know.
2: Thank you. Those buzzwords I use all the time. Um, yeah, the point of sale that we use, so I track numbers, look at overall sales to see what's most successful. Also, just getting fan feedback, asking, uh, you know, doing some sampling around the ballpark during the VCU games as well. Asking for fan feedback, kind of get that perspective. So what have been
1: some hits and some swings and misses oh, wow. during your uh, career here He's at the He's very punny.
0: <laughs> I want you to know that. Scott has all the puns. Awesome.
2: Uh, I would say the one of the big big staples that we've had is the uh, the mac brisket ball, which has been a you know breaded deep fried macaroni and cheese mixed with beef brisket, and then topped with the moonshine barbecue sauce. That's kind of been a, one of our staple items over the last couple of years that we've had. Something that hasn't taken off that I would like to you know do some more marketing on is a goat cheese and honey burger that we have upstairs as well. So. You know, trying to bring some different culinary aspects of the bowl.
1: Goat cheese and honey.
0: I wonder why it hasn't taken off. Is it because that maybe people are just unfamiliar with the two combinations together, tasting delicious?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, trying to get people to actually try that item. It was one of the harder ones at VCU games. I actually did some sampling with that just to get free options out there for people. Most people think of goat cheese, or you know, sometimes turn their nose up at goat cheese. That's a kind of a oh. odd combination, or silly people, the sweet and savory at that point. So, so
0: good the goat cheese is. So good. I so I would know know like is the hot dog still the best seller because it's in my head what like so i don't watch clearly you guys heard me earlier i do not watch sports sports are not my thing any balls any sports no so when i come to a ballpark i'm physically coming to snack i mean french fries i really dig those so but i'm not a hot dog person but i assume that everybody comes for the hot dog is it still a thing?
2: Hot dog is always the top seller here, but at the same time, 32-ounce uh, cold craft beer is uh, is always up there as far as sales statistics go I mean, as well.
0: Well, what are you going to wash the hot dog down with?
2: Exactly. You guys
0: have one of the best happy hours in, in the city. I don't think anybody realizes that. Even non-happy hour beers are priced so well for 32-ounce crafts that you really could come here and just hang. Is
1: that, that something that's changed in your time here as the craft scene has exploded in the neighborhood right across the street? Explain
2: to us how that's kind of seeped its way into the Diamond. Yeah, it's been amazing to watch the uh, craft beer scene as it's grown in Richmond here in the city itself. And as that has grown, you know, we at the Diamond have only chosen to, you know, adhere to that as well. It's something that we've, our fans want a variety of beers all over the ballpark. You know, we feature as many of the local breweries as we possibly can here at the ballpark. We've got our taste of the local, which features, you know, close to eight or ten breweries at this point. We've got uh, Hardywood has their own dedicated bar. Bold Rock has their own dedicated bar. Stone Brewing has their own bar here. You know, I mean, there's not a not a bad option, and you can find something for everybody here at the ballpark.
0: You guys have an actually, like, a beer made for you, specifically for the ballpark,
1: right?
2: That is correct. And uh, so it's Chim Music. That's done by Center of the Universe up in Ashland. Uh, it is an amber lager that is actually, you know, our official beer of the Flying Squirrels here. Actually, it's funny that you guys are here. We're actually doing the, uh, the retirement party for Chim music tonight so it is actually uh, eventually retiring at the end of this season and uh, we're going to be selecting three new or have three new options out there to taste tonight to decide uh, what the next option might be.
0: Breaking news, retiring the chin music now what are the three new options?
2: We do not have names on them right now, but we have styles of beer. So we have a Hefeweizen, we have a Lemonade Shandy, and a Grapefruit Shandy that uh, fans will be tasting tonight. And all we'll from also, the same brewery, all from Center of the Universe? They're all from Center of the Universe. So Center of the Universe has come up with some new recipes. We've got some new options to try out tonight and then kind of go from there. When is that vote taking place? The vote will be later this fall, uh, with along with the naming process as well. But tonight we're just going kind to of gauge some fan interest and kind of see where the uh, the fans I can are leaning already towards tell you, know.
1: you, I think the Shandies
0: are the greatest idea for a beer at the ballpark in the heat. Uh,
2: you you can't beat that in a ballpark in the summertime—a shandy or anything like that. Even a half of ice, and it's a nice light Low beer. So, I mean,
1: ABV, super easy to drink. So you mentioned the mac and cheese ball, and you mentioned the uh, the burger with goat cheese. But if someone was coming to the Diamond for the first time, or even for the millionth time, and they ha- haven't come for the culinary
2: experience, what's the, what what menu are you suggesting they try? Definitely something that I take pride in is our doghouse. So that's where we feature our specialty hot dogs. So you can get a generic hot dog in the ball in the concession stands, just ketchup and mustard on top of those i've got some pairings that i put together with some toppings on the hot dogs themselves that i feel like really combine well together I've got a west coast style hot dog it's got tortilla strips chipotle mayo a jalapeno mango barbecue sauce um you know kind of got covers all the bases sweet smoky a little bit of crunch a little bit of heat so um, that's a really kind of go-to spot you can obviously get your hot dog but at the same time kind of see the flavorings and pairings that we've chosen to do here at the ballpark that kind of mesh well with our beers and, and beverages that we have here as well. Um, that would be the first spot that I had. Outside of that, I would definitely check out our third base upper concession stand, which we've dubbed the Funville stand. So that's kind of where we put all of our crazy off the wall uh, menu items that we have up there. I've got the southern kitchen sink, which is pretty much a combination of hush puppies, macaroni and cheese, barbecue, and then a moonshine barbecue sauce over the top of that. So.
0: So if I was like, coming to the ballpark and I liked salads or yeah. something that wasn't like fried, do I have any options?
2: Definitely. I mean, we've worked some of that stuff into the menu as well, but we've also worked with some local partners. We've partnered with uh, Four Brothers this year. They're a local restaurant here in Richmond and they've kind of helped provide some of those options for our fans at the ballpark as well.
0: So you can get some healthier food. So was did this look like this this menu what was going on 6 years ago when you got here? Did you have did you expand it?
2: Yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, at six years ago, we had, you know, the basic ballpark food you can think of mozzarella sticks, onion rings, hamburgers, hot dogs, French fries, all that type of stuff. You know, what my focus has been on as, you know, Richmond and the food, food scene in Richmond has changed. You know, we ourselves, we may not directly compete with all the restaurants that are here in Richmond, but at the same time, you know, on a nightly basis, it's a Friday night to night. There are tons of restaurant options out there and great food to eat out there I'm just trying to compete with some of those to give people an option to have some good food also see a ball game and catch a concert prior to the game as well so you know we offer a lot of all-encompassing things here and try to compete with people but you know, I've tried to move the food scene as the, this scene has shifted in Richmond. I've tried to move our food scene here, add some different pairings, add some different options that people may not see at the ballpark to try to really create a, a good feel in the, in the ballpark. So any
0: local purveyors? Because as we are the local ball team and you are, you know, everybody that lives here in Richmond um, comes to this, do you use any local ingredients?
2: Yeah, I mean, we always try to get really local here at the ballpark, you know, work with a lot of the local businesses, local food scenes. Uh, One of the partners that we've added this past season has been Milton's Local, which is a sausage company based on the south side. Uh, You know, we've got three different products from them that we feature at our midway uh, sausage cart here at the ballpark. Uh, They've got some really great products. It's got great flavor. Um, It's always great to, to buy local and see some of the local products and be able to feature those here at the ballpark and showcase those to some of the fans and the people that come to the ballpark that may not see those. So
0: if I was Jane Smith Chip Company that's here locally and I'm doing my local stuff, could I approach you and say, hey, I would like to be featured or I have enough product
2: yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, we, we work with a lot of different small partners, large partners, it doesn't take a huge uh, corporate operation to really you know, be able to provide product here for the ballpark itself. You know, We're always looking for local partners. I'm about to hit my off season now. Our year ends in the end of September and we start our new year in the beginning of October. So from October until January, I'm gonna be looking for local partners to work with and uh, provide food here at the ballpark. Got some different opportunities for marketing and, and things to showcase those local uh, providers.
1: Uh, you seem like a pretty busy dude during the during the season. Um, He's
0: multitasking. You oh. don't see. I keep hearing people yelling at him through his headpiece. Like I see he's, him looking at his watch. Yeah, he's like, "Can you, you guys stop minutes, talking
1: to me? I have to go cook."
2: <laughs> Not at all. I'm enjoying this, but you know how you know how it goes.
1: So I was going to ask you that you mentioned earlier that, or before we started recording, that you're going to be here until about midnight tonight. What does a day in the in the life at the ballpark as the executive chef look like?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say food and beverage wise, outside of one or two other departments, we're typically the first ones to get here in the morning. We're the last ones to leave. I would say my day typically starts you know about eight o'clock in the morning uh receiving orders depends on the day but receiving beer shipments in food shipments kind of checking inventory on everything at that point um outside of that prepping the stadium itself all of our different areas for that that night that evening in the ballpark Uh, as the afternoon rolls through again just kind of checking on everything employees will start showing up at that point making sure everybody's here doing what they're supposed to Uh, if anything falls through the cracks just trying to catch that up make sure that we're prepared for the game itself Game uh, game is at 7 tonight. night, so gates will open up at 6 o'clock this evening. So by this point, we've got employees reporting in, getting food cooked off, checking around to make sure our temperatures are what they're supposed to be, kind of just giving it a once over before the, the gates open up and get ready to feed the fans here at the ballpark.
1: Now, this year, you had a, a, an exceptional experience with the All-Star game in town. Talk, talk about that a little bit and how that might be different than a normal Friday night game.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was uh, the All-Star game is one of the most uh, unique experiences that I've had the opportunity to see in my career here at the at the Diamond. Uh, you know, for the Home Run Derby, we actually netted off the infield, extended a net from the first base wall to the third base wall, actually had an entire party on the infield for all the sponsors, fans, and uh vips here at the ballpark Uh, so they were able to watch uh, home runs going hit over their head we actually had lunch and supper out here they were doing the food for that event feeding all all the fans They had some great food out here and had beer and wine on the infield so i mean it was a huge party i've never seen uh, that many people on our infield and i've never seen our grounds crew so stressed out because they don't normally allow that many people on their field Outside of that, though, I mean, the number of fans that we drew into the ballpark, being able to showcase all that we did for Richmond this past season, uh, you know, we featured excursions all over the city itself to showcase the local food, the local events that we have going on here and all the different aspects of the city itself.
1: I was going to ask Parney about this, um, but I'll ask you since you're here right now. Harney is.
0: I mean, he's ghosted us.
1: Harney is all over the place. So yeah, how yeah, we'll can you, you miss track. him? Maybe, I mean, the pants. We'll see. We'll, we'll see where we are, see the are the pants? pants? Yeah, when the pants are coming. When you were taking the players and the delegations around town, what were some of the places that you heard them kind of talking about? Like this place was amazing, or this particular food item was amazing.
2: Cooper's Hawk. I remember they were they were, they were eyeing up Cooper's Hawk. They liked that place a lot. Um, out in th- Pump. Out in Short. The pump. Winery, out in Short yeah, pump? winery out in Short. Pump? Yeah, winery on Short Pump. I know Ardent was a huge uh, huge hit with all the, the guys for local like beer so so wine and beer. Wine okay, and wine and, you can see their priorities. I mean, obviously in baseball, you know the guys are uh, big beer fans, right, so
1: right. I was going to ask you, there's been a lot of talk, well, for like a decade or more about a new stadium and where the city' going to go with that. And so politics aside and all that, I don't want to talk about that. But I, wanna talk I
0: about do. do you want a new stadium?
1: Everybody wants a new stadium, right? Uh, no,
0: not everyone. Well, People, this is why this is a thing. I, do you want a new stadium?
2: There are certainly challenges that we face on a daily basis here at the ballpark. You know, we will work with anything that we have at our capacity. We'll do the best that we can with our facility, and we do the best that we can here with a diamond. But there are certainly more opportunities and new things that we could do with the, uh, the ability to have a new stadium at that and point as well. that's where I was so. going to
1: go with this question. A PC
0: so, yeah, executive a chef. He smart. is. He's smart. He just wants you to eat the mac and cheese ball and like it. Eat it,
1: Virginia. That's all yes. you got to do. Eat it, Virginia. Um, so let's say you can design the kitchen aspect of a new, of a potential new stadium, hypothetical new stadium. What are you going to have and in the new And can I stadium? be a part of
0: the designing?
2: Oh, I would certainly let you come in there, Ruby. You're I more w- than welcome to. I through.
0: totally need to be a part of oh, the yeah. designing. question
2: oh, yeah. oh, yeah. the oh, table. Yeah. Oh,
0: he, oh, he's trying and to toes. duck out. Antos,
2: <laughs> Yeah,
1: <So> everything's crossed. <laughs> the question is, in, in your hypothetical new kitchen, in your hypothetical new stadium, what are you going to have the ability to do that you can't do tonight? Wolf
0: appliances.
2: You know, I would like to do... A l- I mean,
0: do you hear me, Wolf? He wants the nice stuff. Wolf, he wants Wolf appliances.
2: You know, we'd like to do anything. I mean, you know, I. Sky's the limit at that point with a new stadium. You know, I can pretty much tailor-made, like, the kitchen that I have, bring in any equipment that I want at that point. Us, what's it going to be? Oh, man. Uh, I would really like to do a lot more barbecue stuff. You know, being in the south here, I'd like to smoke my own ribs. You know, if you were talking to some of the, the staff members that get to taste some of my ribs that I make every now and then, they enjoy the ribs. Um, if I had, could build my own smoker, I'd build my own smoker and have a smoker here at this point uh, in a kitchen. Um, oh, man. I mean, that. Anything really. I would take any piece of equipment at this point. I mean, this guy, I mean, if I had a blank check, uh, I'd love to do sous vide stuff, but uh, that'd be more for the sweets Ooh. and stuff.
0: sous vide in the suite. <laughs>
1: That's
0: actually, you know, it could be.
1: That's the not.
0: I was thinking he was just going to be even more fancy than that, but sous vide's not particularly fancy. He did a big Sounds CVAP, fancy. like, um, which people probably, I mean, it's just a really large. Piece of equipment that is in big kitchens, um but I think a big smoker sounds fun outside sm- the stadium, smelling delicious.
2: That wouldn't be bad.
1: Which stadium around the country has the best food in your opinion?
2: Ooh, that's a really tough question. That's uh, where you say yours. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, you like baseball stadium. How about that? <laughs> Uh, I would say I've been to the uh, the Pirate Stadium. They have a really good menu over there. Uh, the New York Mets, I met with their culinary department, their food and beverage department when we were up there for a baseball game. I think they do a really good job bringing in a lot of local restaurants and stuff like that as well.
1: That's become more of a thing around the country where Ruby was mentioning earlier that the ballpark is not just baseball, but it's really just a, a cross-section of the food that that city represents.
2: Definitely. I mean, minor league baseball is a microcosm of that. I mean, I would say – People show up for the ballpark, they show up for the baseball game itself, but at the same time, they show up for the promotions, they show up for the bobbleheads. Like I said, we have pregame concerts that we have here as well, but yeah, both Major League and Minor League Baseball are not only just focusing on the product on the field at the same time, it's what's going to bring the fan out of the ballpark. Not every fan is willing to see a sports game. Maybe somebody wants to eat some really good food that they can't get anywhere else, or maybe they want to catch a band that they haven't heard of before or somebody that they just haven't seen. So, I mean, we want to encompass all different aspects, hit every demographic that we possibly can. The most frustrating question I always ask is normally, like, what's our demographic? But honestly, like, our demographic is everybody. We try to capture everything we can.
0: I think kind of the ballpark is, like, the first – place you get to experience the city's food for a lot of people because they come to, it's dinner, it's it's the original food entertainment. So it's not shuffleboard, it's not this new stuff, it's baseball and food. So in my head, I love that you guys are trying to get more local, get a little bit more creative. I, I think that it's great. I mean, I have had that mac and cheese ball. Can we eat now? We can totally eat now. Right. Hold on, I want to know what he does where he eats on when he's not here.
1: He's always here.
0: I, yeah. But he has to have at least a couple favorite restaurants before I take him, I, I let him go back to his job.
2: Oh, do you really have to? Uh,
0: Isn't this fun? Yeah, I'm okay, enjoying this. So. so let's try this. Um, who would you like to work with here at the stadium?
2: as far as local yeah
0: i mean maybe that's a good way to put it as opposed to where do you eat who do you, who would you like to pair up with
2: i mean there's so many great places all over richmond i mean uh scuffle town garden is one of my new favorite places those guys do a lot of great stuff over there
0: adam and derek he'd like to pair with you
2: um let's see who else uh soul taco is always doing interesting stuff down uh in jackson ward those guys are great over there
0: i could see a fried catfish taco on this menu couldn't you
1: i'm ready to eat
2: it
0: I'm i know you're hungry it's been
2: he's a long st- day i'm taking notes down here too
0: <laughs> you all have a dinner in the field happening soon right
2: we do that's going to be september 18th and that's going to be a pairing with uh, ardent and lunch and supper and then also a bell isle moonshine is going to be out here doing a welcome cocktail for everybody as well
0: so can i can i come can listeners come
2: Yeah, if you go to eventbrite.com, there are tickets available for purchase on there, but it's a limited quantity, so make sure you're going fast and getting them early because it's going to be, I've seen the menu, it's going to be unbelievable from lunch and supper, so make sure you get those early.
0: Well, I got to tell you, I know that you're crazy busy and we really appreciate you hanging out with us today in the Lucha Nutsy suite. I'm staring at the bobbleheads now. I, I mean, is that a bobblehead?
2: That yeah, is a bobblehead.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad that I did I mean, have <laughs> That's some been. baseball terminology. A bobblehead is a baseball terminology? Huh. We'll, ca- a we'll count Legion that. We'll Huts-y count. see, maybe. Anyway, Scott, anything you got for Josh?
1: Have a great game tonight, man. Good luck.
2: We appreciate it. Thanks right. for having me. What is the
0: me. good luck in baseball? Like, on a state, is it break a leg? No, you don't uh, want to break, know know break a leg. <laughs> no, you
2: don't really want to break a leg. Hit a homer? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we can knock go with it out that. out of the
0: park. Yeah. Knock oh, it out of the park. There it is. Look, I knew someone would come up with it. Well, good luck. Thank you. So I've taken the guesswork out of the Outer Banks for you. Aren't you happy with me? I mean, we went down there. We did all the things. I have put an article up we on... We took the
1: show on the road. We
0: did, because I feel like everybody vacations at the Outer Banks from Richmond.
1: It is definitely one of the number one spots, but at Virginia Beach, the number one and two spots for us to go every so
0: summer. So we have we taken it down there. Done. We've talked to the chef at Sanderling. Uh, we've got all these cool things up online.
1: I'm a little sunburned.
0: Well, I, I, we talked I about reapplied. sunblock, too. should have
1: reapplied. Yeah,
0: Scott likes to tan with the aluminum foil guy so you get on him bad driver bad son
1: i'm a little pale <laughs> i'm a little pasty
0: i got sad news for you. she says with
1: a smile yeah what's the sad news roby
0: well baja bean is closing
1: ah baja bean the drinking spot for many a fan 20 something
0: oh god
1: not a fan of The I fan mainstay.
0: I, you know, I get that it's inexpensive and close to VCU and has a very, very, very large sports package. But as we've already talked about, she I said sports package. I said sports package. Are you twelve? Um, I don't. I'm not a sports fan, and I feel like restaurants should be clean.
1: You know, it's it serves a purpose. And the purpose for you and I, it's past. It's past its purpose. But there was a time in our lives, perhaps. I know in my life there was. I'm not going to put been, words in your mouth. I have but,
0: definitely been to Baja. And yes. you had a good time? So obviously I know that it's... Yes, we I had know. a good time.
1: So, there was a time in your life, I, a restaurant I like that. I have never willingly
0: been downstairs in that restaurant what do you for mean a while. Long... Oh, outside kidnapped? on the porch. Okay. Yes, it was a kidnapped. <laughs> downstairs is. Blink
1: twice if you need help. <laughs> Were you held
0: hostage? There are no doors on the ladies' bathroom okay, stalls. So, that's, you know, it's closing.
1: That's maybe one of the reasons why, after 20 years, it's finally seen its time.
0: I know it's an institution, so we can be sad. Another institution is also closing.
1: Carry Street Cafe. Yes. Ugh, my Grateful Dead hangout. I used to live around the corner from there.
0: I spent Christmas Eve there one time.
1: Willingly or unwillingly?
0: Not kidnapped for this one either. Okay.
1: Did you have to blink twice? To <laughs>
0: nope. There's zero blinking happening. I went and ate a black bean burrito.
1: So, yeah, after college, I lived uh, on Mulberry Street, literally a block away. Uh, we would go there to watch Grateful Dead cover bands and other hippie music. I'm a little hippie music fan, so I really enjoyed that. Oh, man. I don't think I ate too much there. Burgers pretty much just burgers and beer.
0: I think that's pretty much what they were known for. I've seen, I've seen bands there. I've seen a lot of yeah. bands there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, sh- I think that it's it's she, who the individual that owns it, she's just decided that maybe she wants to do something other than be at a restaurant all the time.
1: And I saw uh, in one of the articles that was written about it that she is hoping that someone with a similar vision might come in and, and buy the place.
0: Well, what they- are the odds of that? Uh, I think that that's a good spot, and that ha- could happen. It's a great spot. So the entire building of Baja is for sale. It's so a
1: great spot, too.
0: Lo- well, it needs a lot of work.
1: Location, though. Location, location, You're location. You're right.
0: You're very much right. It's a good spot. Right. So I also have something else that I just did that I think you were going to think is cool. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't know. Maybe.
1: Let's find out.
0: So I just did this, like... Why, I paired Virginia wine with other wine to see which one wins, called VIQ.
1: You did it like in a group or like at home one Tuesday night I, I, <laughs> after some, a long some, day of work? Yeah, somebody guided me. <laughs> okay, good.
0: So Jason Tassaro from the marketing director slash wine person from Barbersville, he has started this class and I was fortunate enough to go and learn about Virginia wine and other wines around the nation and the world and how they compare.
1: This is a class is offered to the general public?
0: This class is offered to the general public. It, it was at Perch, but now it is also something that's going to happen at Fireflower Fork, so you can get tickets. It's 12 half glasses of wine. Connecting the
1: dots. You're always connecting the dots. I love it.
0: I am connecting the dots. Take a lift. But know that I'm not going to tell you who won in our class, but I will tell you right now, you are going to be impressed with Virginia
1: wine. Nice. Chauncey was telling us about Virginia wine a couple of podcasts ago and how, how much it's improved
0: mm-hmm. when he serves
1: it at the Jefferson and when he goes on tour. It there, it's tours. blind
0: tasting, so it, you don't get to see the bottles yeah. and be like, I love Virginia. You actually have to, like, settle in and look at two reds and be like, mm, I don't know where this grape is from. All right, very, very
1: cool. We're still at the Diamond. We are. I, th- I think I'm ready to, to get something to eat.
0: You need some after sun after that I Sanderling know. thing. I, I don't know. know what you were thinking.
1: I know, but listen. Once the, once the game starts and all the fans start coming in and they yell play ball, what are you going to yell?
0: Eat it, Virginia.
2: This episode of Eat It, Virginia was brought to you by your
1: locally owned and operated McDonald's restaurants. National First Responders Day is October 28th. Show your first responder ID for a free sandwich.
0: This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.